Listen. Listen. I'm not sure, though, that I want to hear any more this morning. Because when I woke up on Monday morning, maybe like many of you, the news that I heard about what happened in Las Vegas was all too terrifying to hear. Yet again, gun violence in our nation. People, innocent people, dying at the hands, at the trigger of some lunatic. Evil. It's hard to listen when the news is swirling all around and everybody tries to make political hay out of the situation. It's hard to listen when we hear the rattling of sabers in Europe and on the Korean Peninsula. It's hard to listen when we hear stories of violence, when we hear stories of our planets reacting with hurricanes and storms to generations of our misuse. It's hard to listen. It's hard to hear. And yet that's how Jesus begins this morning's gospel teaching. Listen. That word is more than just hear it with our ears. The word listen means to understand, to perceive, to get what the kingdom of God is about. I don't know about you, but Lord knows I want to know what this kingdom of God is about because in addition to all the news that I don't want to hear on the radio and on my phone these days, there's a whole bunch of other news, more personal, closer to home, that I don't want to hear too as loved ones struggle with disease and diagnoses and death. But listen, listen is what Jesus tells those chief priests. Listen, hear, understand the kingdom of God is about. And then he tells the parable of the wicked tenants. I love that title, the parable of the wicked tenants. Things like it's some uh, sort of a, a Disney movie with a villain and big long fingers and a cape or something. The Wicked Tenants. This is a story that at first reading is all about judgment and punishment, isn't it? A group were entrusted to take care of a vineyard. They don't. The owner of that vineyard sends people to care for and receive the harvest. And instead of the tenants doing what they ought to do, they kill them and stone them and disgrace the owner of the vineyard with their words, with their actions, with their refusal to turn and to offer back to the owner what was rightfully 
his. It's a story that appears to be about a wrathful God and it's just a matter of time before that wrath comes upon us sinful creatures that we might be. But I invite us to look a little deeper and let's start with look the word listen because I think this story is far more than a tale about an angry God. At heart, it's a story of a loving God that talks and speaks to the chief priests. Now, we've been looking at these parables of the chief priests for the last three weeks. And each time, Jesus tells them a story. Each story invites them to respond. Each time they refuse, of course, but each time the invitation is to listen, to see, to understand what this kingdom of God is about and that in understanding we might take a different path. They don't, but Jesus holds that open invitation out there for us. This is the work of a loving God. This is the work of a God so filled with mercy and steadfast love. God just can't help himself. You see, he sends the son to those wicked tenants in the hope that when they see the kingdom of God, when they see the son, the heir, when they see the way God wants to live, they will honor Literally, the word here means they will turn, they will, they, will, they will present themselves to the owner and say, here I am. Forgive me, use me in your kingdom. But of course they don't. And so what happens? Well, the destruction follows, except the destruction here follows through the words of the chief priests. They tell us what they would do. Well, if they were in charge, they would certainly put those wretches to a miserable death. Huh. Now, Jesus doesn't contradict that. But he goes on to talking about the cornerstone. The place on which to build life. And it is not on images and fear of an angry God. No, it is on the trust in a loving God that continues to come to us and say, turn to me. In the midst of all the craziness going on in the world and in your lives, turn to me. Turn to my life. For there, there is compassion and love. There, there is forgiveness. There, there is the strength that you need in order to stand when the ground is moving all around you. Build life. Turn to me. Trust in me. That's a wonderful invitation. And that doesn't come from an angry or wrathful God. That comes from a God who loves us. So deeply, constantly 
hasn't lost hope or faith in us. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that a wonderful invitation to us today? And maybe that invitation today is going to be answered by putting on sneakers and walking with other Christians at a time when people are divided, at a time when people are wagging fingers and pointing and shouting. We're going to come together with 100 people or so today and we're going to walk together to raise awareness that people are hungry in our world and in our neighborhood. And people of faith, people who listen to God's invitation, they are going to do something about that. We raise awareness, we raise dollars, we make a different kind of news for people to hear. Our comfort meals, this past week, largest comfort meal pack yet ever. 276 comfort meals were made, and we did it together. We did it as a group. We listened to God's invitation to share compassion and kindness and comfort within our community and beyond. And we gathered, we packed meals, we made the meals, we packed them. They're now in our freezers, ready for all of us to share them with our neighbors and co-workers, with those who are in need. As a sign of God's grace and love and care for them. We do these things because we listen and we follow our Lord. And so there is the invitation for each of us today. Here. Above all the noise, above all the fear, above all the things that make us filled with anxiety. Here above all of that, the call of God to turn your life, to turn the life and the heart of this community toward God. And to live and to be the Christ to our neighbors. Thanks be to God for that loving and caring and grace-filled invitation. Amen.